the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. There you go. You found us. We are here. It is the Mess It Up Podcast. Once again, coming to you from beautiful Ridgecrest, California. And today happens to be my daughter's Baskin-Robbins birthday. She's 31 today on December 13th. This is show number 245. So it's a good day to do things. Now, I'm looking at my clock and I'm telling you by the time as we're recording this, I'm probably going to get a call from from my other daughter uh, that I'm going to have to deny. So I apologize in advance for the noise. I've turned my phone on silent, but she always likes to call and use us as a radio as she comes home. So uh, that's probably going to happen. But we are here. It is December. We're closing in on Christmas. And I told you that we would have uh, a show talking about our Angel Tree Party. And that's going to be happening today um, with uh, my lovely wife, Bev. So go ahead and say hi to the folks, Bev. Hey, everybody. Good to see you. Well, I guess I can't really see you. Good to talk with you. (laughs) Yes, we are not. Let me repeat. We are not prying into your private yeah. lives and looking at you. Yeah. Um, and uh, today was a cool day for us. We, we had a Hope event in Tehachapi. We got to be in the snow a little bit, uh, but we're going to talk in a little while about Angel Tree. But I want to talk to you about a couple of things. First of all, last Monday, you know that we closed escrow on our building and we were able to do an event there this last week. If you check on our Facebook or not our Facebook or Instagram pages, you'll be able to see us outside the uh, Messed Up Ministries building giving out coffee with Starbucks. The lovely folks at Starbucks partnered with us to give away free coffee during the Ridgecrest Christmas Parade. We got signs up uh, on the building. It's just absolutely marvelous and wonderful. So that's happening. And we would love for you to join us in our Nehemiah project where we are going to rebuild the walls of this church because they need rebuilding. Uh, it's, It's a very old building. It's It could use some love. We'll just put it that way. And love is going to cost us time and effort and money. And we have a lot of time. We have a lot of effort. We are lacking in our money section of the equation. So we're asking you to join in by texting the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA so that you can become one of our rebuilders in the Nehemiah Project. Just like Nehemiah rebuilt the walls of Jericho. Uh, Jericho. No, those walls <laughs> stayed down. Nehemiah rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. Uh, and uh, we're going to be rebuilding the walls of the Messed Up Ministry building as well as the floors and other things. So we'd love to have you join us by texting that number. Um, all of your donations are tax deductible. So this is a great time to get your year-end giving if you've got um, something that you need to do to bring yourself down into a better, more favorable tax bracket. We would love to be the recipient of your gift or of a monthly gift. Um, so thank you so much for all those people who have joined in and do, uh, joining Rebuilding uh, in the ne- Nehemiah project. I appreciate it. I have been talking all day long today. Been. So my tongue is a little tongue tied. Uh, I want to tell you though, that we do have a word of the week and the word of the week this week is a fun one. It's, what is it? it's tarantism and it oh is a psychological illness that uh, came about um, in Southern Italy in the 15th to the 17th centuries 
And it was thought to have been uh, caused by the bite of a tarantula, which is where it gets its name, uh, tarantism. But it is the extreme impulse to dance. And, oh, you've uh, got to be I kidding. I am not me. kidding. And the song The Tarantella came out of this. If you've heard that song uh, from uh, uh, your your time on Earth, uh, i tell you what, here you go. I'm going to drop in a little tiny bit of Tarantella for you uh, at the end of the show. So uh, check it out at the end of the show. That'll be our end bit. I, now, remember, I remember playing a little bit of that in my piano lessons. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, super simple. I don't know fancy. how many people know, but if it, you know, after the the last song that you know the the closing uh, song, you know, what do we call that theme song uh, for at the end of the show? Sometimes I put a little end bit on. So so always check at the end after the music plays to see if there's something for you. And we're going to give you some Tarantella at the end of oh, the uh, show this week. So there you go, Tarantism, the uncontrollable urge <laughs> to, to, to drink, dance mm. that. That's crazy. That makes no sense. Not to drink, to dance. To I, was, dance. <laughs> I, was, I was telling Bev, I'm pointing to my drink, letting I Bev know I've got to take think... a drink. And I don't have the uncontrollable urge to drink. That's often yeah, right. referred to as alcoholism. Yeah, right. And no, um, uh-uh. we're good on that. So anyhow, you know what, Bev? It might be time for me just to say, this is a mess. Let's turn it into a message right. now right. and shift into the show. Because uh, it's, it's great to be able to talk to you about Angel Tree. Because... Over the last several years of RCR uh, at RCA Church, we have jumped in uh, to partner with Angel Tree and Prison Fellowship, and you have become the queen of Angel Tree. Uh, I guess by default. Um, I I don't know that you were more volunteered or voluntold, but that is kind of how it happens uh, that you now are in charge of that. So tell us a little bit, Bev, about... Um, how you found out about Angel Tree. When did you first become aware? Uh, when I first became aware of it, it was actually uh, one of the Celebrate Recovery Summits when we went to Saddleback um, for that yearly annual summit. And um, I started hearing about that, but I didn't really get the connection yet between um, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree, and then their partnership with Celebrate Recovery. Um, And then when I started to begin to understand that, it seemed like a perfect fit, the the three working together, or I guess the two working together to produce the Angel Tree event for um, children of incarcerated parents or grandparents, incarcerated family members. Um, And I don't want to use the word that I was called to do it, but it just seemed like that my gifts and talents as a classroom teacher made it to be an easy fit for me. Because when I heard them describe the project, I thought to myself, I could do that. Um, and so the first year that we did it, which I think was, well, what, three years ago, I believe. Well, no, this, because this we had This was our COVID. third annual. This is our third one. Yeah. Uh, that we've done, but or is it our fourth one that we've done? No, it's our third. Third one, okay. And but but we had COVID in between. Okay, okay. So we had one, one year. The next year, yeah, Christmas of 2019, we did our first one. Okay, and then and then Christmas of 2020, which we held outside, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was really different, and then. Uh, I think we skipped one year. 
I think we skipped 2020, which was the first year of lockdown. I think we went to 2021, Maybe which was, was last year. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And I think then you're we, right. we we did our... And um, then the one that we did this year. But it's gone through many different um, changes, I guess. It's kind of uh, evolved. And the first one, even though that it was simple, it was... Um, we just decided we wanted to hold it like a party. And you know what? I'm going to interrupt because I just realized we, we've told people in the past, but maybe there's new listeners who haven't heard. Angel Tree is a, a a ministry of prison fellowship ministries. It is one of, it's their largest outreach ministry. Mm-hmm. And it is designed to allow people who are incarcerated can sign up kids for Angel Tree. And it can be a son or a daughter or a grandchild or a niece or a nephew, brothers or sisters, even a friend that, you know, maybe you, you were like family to your neighbors next door. Mm-hmm. You can, the, the inmates are allowed to sign up these kids. I think they call it nominating. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they put their kids down and they, they get to write a note to them and then they can sign things. And, and we actually, and, and I'll let you talk more about that later, Bev, the, the, the coolness of that. But, but we get then, all those papers go out and as prison fellowship volunteers, we go to the prisons where we serve and make sure that guys are signing up and ladies are signing up for Angel Tree. We collect all those forms, send them into the home office in Oklahoma or wherever it is for prison fellowship. <clears throat> and then they then look at regionally where are kids located because a lot of times where a person's incarcerated is not close to their home. Right. So it might not be a local church right in that town where the prison is. But they take where the kids are and then they assign them to us as we sign up as volunteers. They assign them to us. And I'll let you go then from there, Bev, to talk about the parties that okay. you've done in the past. So um, the timeline on this is like the deadline for the um, incarcerated folks to... Uh, nominate their kids is the end of October, and so then there's this end the beginning of October. October beginning of 1st, October. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's right. And so then we have this little waiting period. I go and I sign up on the website and say that we would like to host a party or host an event. I guess I should say. And then over the next, I don't know, two to three weeks, they finally send us a list. And we tell them how many people we would be able to accommodate. Um, And so it's kind of funny because sometimes you put a number down, but it feels like they just, because there's a bigger need than the the ones that you say that you're going to host, they go ahead and send you more, which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, the first year we had only, I believe we only had like seven or eight kids at the very most, at the very top. And these children were all within the rage, range, range <laughs> age range, I guess I should say, of like three years to 10, maybe nine. And so we thought, okay, that's easy. And uh, my idea was to hold it like a school carnival. So we had these little booths set up for the children to go around and play little games, make Christmas crafts. Um, get their picture taken. Uh, we even had a Santa come to the first one and just tons of laughter and fun. And the first one was a little hard to get off the ground because, you know, you're dealing with kids that don't know each other and they're school age and they're, they're rather shy. Um, their connection with the, the outside world, I guess you'd say, um, 
is not really having a lot of friends. And so they're kind of leery of each other. And so we div- we decided to invite other people to come and bring their kids. And uh, so all in all, we probably had like 25 kids there. And it was really fun when our local um, junior college, the baseball team, got hooked up with some balloons and started turning them into swords and, uh, you know, like boxing matches. And kids started rolling around on the floor and poking each other with the swords and just having a good time. And then that's the when the party... The balloon swords. Yeah, right, right, right. Then the party really broke open, and uh, we all had a good time with that. Um, but anyway, then the evening is culminated with uh, giving gifts. And one of the things that you might not know, and I really... This thought didn't really hit me like it did this year, but as I was writing tags to put on the gifts... Um, I wrote the message that was on the nomination paper. And some of them said, you know, Merry Christmas, I love you, Daddy. Um, you are precious to me. I love you so much, can't wait to see you, Mom. And things like that. So these children actually feel as if they're convinced that these presents are coming from their parent or their grandparent or whoever is the person that's, you know, in prison. Um, which is super, I don't know, it just gives me a feeling of, I feel like that's when I'm wrapping the towel around my waist and washing the feet and becoming the servant. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't know what the long-lasting effects, and I keep saying I, I'll explain that a little bit more. It's not just me by myself, I guarantee you that. I couldn't do that by myself. But um, I've heard many, many of the men that we serve say, what a blessing to know that their words are actually, you know, being heard by their children's ears. And then that is helping to mend the relationship that's and, probably and been broken. by that she means that they're reading it, that, that we yeah, don't, that, right. yeah, they're not right. actually heard in their ears. Right, 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 yeah. right. Um, but anyway, you know, their, their message is on that sticker that goes on the gift. And so when the child gets that gift, they know that that's come from that parent. Um and I, we just don't know what that's going to do in years to come. Um, a few people that I've talked to in the past from my experience of being in the classroom and dealing with children for a lot of years, um, many times those children do not have any contact with that parent. Um, and the world doesn't make it easy for them to either. Yeah. Um, a lot of avenues are not open to them. So to be able to be... Um, the hands and feet of Jesus is really awesome. Yes, so, yes, for And sure. I talked about the team thing. Let me explain this to you, too. The first year, um, there is a beautiful partnership between Prison Fellowship Ministries and Celebrate Recovery, which is the Christ-centered 12-step recovery group that um, my husband and I work with and uh, or volunteer with. And so it's just a really great marriage when they come together because— Many of the people that are coming to Celebrate Recovery, they need to connect with a family. They either don't have families um, that they're close to or, you know, they've had issues with in the past. Um, They're dealing with their hurts, hangups, and habits. And so to give away joy like that is really, really wonderful therapy for them. So the first year, I think I had like, oh, I don't know, five or six people on the team. And we all divided up the jobs and it made it really easy. Well, after COVID, our team really dwindled 
and um, COVID took a hit on our uh, attendance of people coming to celebrate recovery. And so the second time we did it, it was basically one other lady and myself, and we just tried to pull it all together, and um, we did it with donations from the people in celebrate recovery, basically. This year, I finally got smart, <laughs> and because, thank goodness to our our I'm going to disagree church, and say that you've always been smart. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. We were blessed by um, our church that supports our, you know, our ministry and Celebrate Recovery there. And so we had a really nice budget that um, we were able to use to buy the kids really nice gifts and really put on an awesome, awesome event. Yeah. Yeah, so the kids all got wonderful gifts. Uh, We had wonderful food, and it was fantastic. Yeah, and we'll talk more about this year's party, but uh, I want to get in uh, our song of the week real quick because I've got to clear my throat and do some stuff that's going to be noisy. So I'm going to give us our song of the week right now. Our song of the week is called Forgivable, and it's by Mercy Me. So I'm going to give you about 90 seconds of that. We'll be back on the other side to talk about the song, to talk about how our angel tree went and some other things with angel tree. So here's 90 seconds of Mercy Me with Forgivable. No, no matter how much you messed up, you are still forgivable. go another great song from mercy me uh if you do enjoy some mercy me and you are in ridgecrest on new year's eve at the new year's eve bash we have a band called mercy it's crowded in here coming to play for our new year's eve bash and they're going to be doing all david crowder and mercy me covers so you can check that out at six o'clock on new year's eve at rca church bring your friends and family it's a family event everyone's invited and it's free great place to have a safe new year's eve and then we do some sober karaoke afterwards so anyhow bev talk to us what do you got on this song um i was reading the lyrics here while we were listening to the song and uh, i was reflecting on this last week while we've been in the prisons and uh one of the evenings when we were in a celebrate recovery group inside um the men were discussing something that they regretted and um I, you know, I listened 
and I watched and I could just feel the tears rooming on the edges of my eyes because I, I could only imagine how hard it is uh, to go back and reconcile with yourself the mistakes that you've made mm. and, and just beat yourself up um, thinking, what an idiot. Why in the world did I fall for that? You know, why, why did I choose to ruin my life when I could have chosen something different? Mm -hmm. And um, so when I'm thinking about that, to listen to these, the lyrics of these first two parts of the song, it says, to the guilty and reckless, to the too far gone, you think you don't deserve to ever hear the words, child, welcome back home. All the pain that you're holding, all the shame that you hide, you think you don't deserve to ever hear the words, child, you're still mine. Um, I know in my own life, I have often forgotten that God is alive and well, and uh, God is begging every moment of every day to be involved in my life, uh, to protect me, um, to help me make better decisions, to guide me if I'll do one thing, and that is just <laughs> surrender and um, give him that time and allow him to do what he wants through me. And for how many times I've ignored that or pushed that out of my head, when I listened to those men talking uh, a couple days ago, it made me think, yeah, well, you know what? I'm no different than they are. You know, we do have regrets. The only way, though, to throw off that shame is by accepting the fact that Jesus loves us and forgives us um, and that he paid that price to do just that. And he says it over and over in the Bible. Why I mm -hmm. don't always get that, I don't know. You know, sometimes we're not as smart as we want to be. No. Uh, from my experience, for me anyway. Um, and I, I look at the thing, and I love it when this happens. I've said this so many times before, but, you know, this, this show was supposed to happen two shows ago where we talk about this or, and, and I, I didn't get it because Bev went to sleep and I recorded some shows. And so talking about angel tree was not supposed to happen on this week. And I've had my songs picked out for about the last six to eight weeks. And so this song came up and it just talks about, you know, child, come back home, yes. child, you're still mine. Yes. And, and at the end there, it's, you know, the, the, the bridge says, come out, come out from hiding child. You'll always be worth finding. And to know, mm that we are a child of God. We sang that song today in our hope event, the child of God, but I love welcome back home, not welcome yes. home, welcome back home because we've been home and we're going, Jesus has always had us. It's just a matter of us choosing to come back and be that prodigal who returns. And, and it's just a, a great reminder that we are able to, to do that through the love and grace of, of Christ. So that's, that's awesome. Um, so Bev, you were talking about the angel tree party that we had this year. And I got to say, when I came through the door, I was blown away. I've seen angel tree parties in the past that you've done. I've seen, you know, all kinds of, and this just stunned me. It was like, I want to be a kid. I want to come to this. It was like if Disneyland was in Ridgecrest, that would have been that room. It was so inviting, so amazing, so awesome to see the the thing. And, and I'll put a, a link in the show notes uh, uh, for you here, folks, uh, that you can link to the uh, newspaper article and see pictures of it. But it was just 
stupid good. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, you know, I, I finally, what I started to say before the break was I finally got smart in realizing that what people often say is that people don't want to get involved. People don't want to volunteer, you know, don't bother to ask because they'll say no. This time I just decided to throw caution to the wind and I just started on one end of Ridgecrest and just walked the city until I found people who wanted to do stuff for us. And virtually every person said yes in some form or another. Mm -hmm. Um, It was so great. And in doing that, um, first of all, it was therapeutic for me. I am not a person that, you know, knocks on someone's door and asks for something and then comes back again and asks for the same thing again and again until I get a yes. But because I was doing it for somebody else, I just felt relentless this time mm. and bold. And when I began to tell the story of why it was we were doing what we were doing, so many people had that look on their face that said, oh my gosh, yes, I do want to do this. And many people, I can count at least five right now thinking about it, who said, that was my life yeah. growing up. Yeah. And I want to be involved in which just touched my heart. Um, there's a lot of hurting folks out there, people. Yes. They really are. And um, I never really felt like just uh, inviting somebody to help with a party was going to be something that would be useful. But I felt like the hands and feet of Jesus in doing that. Sure. And it was and, good. And I would say, you know, for sure you were being the hands and feet of Jesus with that. And it's just so, so awesome to be able to to see what you did and and do that. And then things that we did, like, you know, I was not at the party. I was in the back uh, doing things for the party. So they would send me the... Um, and there's Heather uh, calling in. The photographs, um, yeah. I was. They would take photographs and they would send it to me, and then I was putting them on uh, magnets for refrigerators, and then printing up pictures uh, for the kids to take. And it was just doing the stuff that we do was. It was. I just the amazing is not the good enough word. Yeah, I just yeah. I, I I need another big word of the week to <laughs> capture what it felt. But I was just. That 12th step of giving back is so, so amazing. You want to know something that just shocked the daylights out of me? I would love that. One of the caretakers that I, you know, contacted and told her about the party and when it was going to be, all the details, she said, oh, well, would you like some balloons? I do balloon stands. And I'm thinking, what the heck is a balloon stand? And sure, yeah. What do you, you know, bring three or four balloons to the party? Oh, no. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Mm-mm. She showed up the afternoon of the party and spent over an hour making a beautiful array of balloons. Gorgeous. It's just like this balloon rainbow, you know, across yeah. the it's whole a front. Of, yeah, rainbow. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Um, but she made this arch, and uh, it went across the whole front of the church. You might see that in some of the pictures. I'm not sure. But... Um, And then she had this beautiful backdrop behind it. It was like a Christmas scene. And so we were able to take some amazing pictures for the kids to put into the frames that they decorated for their families. Um, And I was thinking, oh my gosh, this lady is just 
here we're supposed to be given to her. What is she doing? She's giving, giving back to yeah. us. And what I've seen each year is we have a plan for something and then people see what's oh. going on and they're like, you know what? I've got an idea. It, it's like stone soup for a yes. party where they're just like, you know, I'll, I'll chip this in. I'll do this. Someone, yes. we didn't arrange to have Santa visit, but someone nope. who was volunteering arranged like, I can get Santa to come visit yes. and get pictures with the kids. And uh, it was, it was just mind blowing. So, great. so we do this every year, Bev, because we're part of, Celebrate Recovery. We're part of Prison Fellowship. It's a happy, happy marriage. Uh, by the way, it's a happy marriage between us as well. Yes, You're my favorite. It is. Yes. Um, and what what do you see in the future for Angel Tree? Not maybe just with this party, but with other things as well. Well, I found out this year in receiving information as the coordinator for the Angel Tree event uh, that there's a lot of other things that Prison Fellowship, um, I guess, sponsors has available, um, and they there's been a big push over the last year and a half, maybe two years now, to get these people, these families, more involved um, with people on the outside, um, primarily through churches, but then through Celebrate Recovery, through Prison Fellowship, so that we're not only meeting their physical or mental or emotional needs, but we're also helping to guide them in meeting their spiritual needs, uh, to provide a um, foundational congregation where they can become a part and uh, feel a part of a a Christ-centered place. And um, so it's really awesome that we, you've talked about the building that Messed Up Ministries has. And um, I was just thinking about that because one of the things we've been brainstorming uh, on that messed up ministries board is the fact that maybe we can hold events there throughout the year that incorporate these families into more fun mm-hmm. projects, more um, family projects, uh, and extending our hand to be their their family as well. Yeah. So we can just bind the two groups together. The number one thing with re-entry is to give people a solid base to come home to. And so if, if we can keep these families engaged and we can stay engaged with them, we can find out what their needs are and try to help meet those needs or get them directed to services and organizations yes. that can meet their needs. But then when that incarcerated person comes home to that environment, it's a, it's a healthy environment. It is. And they've got friends and family now that they can join up with and we can keep that incarcerated person home. I always tell my guys when they go, I said, going home is a great thing, but that's not the trick of jail. It's not to go home Mm -hmm. or prison. The trick is staying home. home. Don't come back. It's not a place to boomerang to because we just, we want our our people. And, And honestly, that's a selfish thing for us because society's better when these guys and ladies Absolutely. come home and they're not breaking the law anymore and going back to, to prison when they're following right things. Everybody benefits from that. So well, it's, yeah, it's a great thing. Yeah, we're all better when we're the body of Christ and we're growing that way too. These people have amazing stories to tell. Yeah. Um, I do, I do want to point out too that one mm. of the things I've been seeing information about is a prison fellowship camp. Mm-hmm. And so apparently there's a camp for children, I don't know what the age range is. I don't know that much about it yet, but it sounds like it would be great for these kids. So uh, we're hoping to get involved in that as well. And the sky's the limit, folks. I mean, I just, I absolutely believe in the worldwide vision of prison fellowship ministries um, 
to reach into people's lives, reach into people's homes, reach into people's hearts, and offer them uh, the gospel through showing them that um, somebody cares. Somebody cares and they, they want to partner up with them and make them their extended family. Yeah, because it is all about you know giving back and making things uh, good for people. Uh, yes. to to make more healthy healthy lives and and communities yes. for these kids yes so do you have any any final thoughts um um you know i think that when i look at these and we only at the prisons that um paul and i go to right now it's only men so i often say these guys these men but um they just care so much about their families and to be able to extend their love to their family members is just a huge honor. Mm -hmm. Um, at this time of the year, there's many organizations that put the word angel in their title. I'm sure that you've heard of many before, but be listening, be listening, be watching for the name angel tree through prison fellowship ministries, because it is a worthwhile project, and anybody can help. Yeah, anybody. and there's there's so many things you can do. Uh, what what Bev was describing to you with us, this is what we do at our particular uh, Celebrate Recovery. Some Angel Tree kids are just adopted by one particular kid for one particular family, and they will mm -hmm. just shop for them and give them a gift, maybe mm -hmm. not have a party, but that's what we like to do is have the party. If you would like to get involved, though, there's a couple of ways you can do it. First of all, if you've got a local Celebrate Recovery, you get involved with them. A lot of local Celebrate Recoveries adopt Angel Tree kids because of the partnership that's been formed over the last few years. So that's one way to get involved. You can also go to prisonfellowship.org. Uh, .org, and uh, right now there's a lot of information about Angel Tree because it's Angel Tree season, but right. you can always go on there and, and find Angel Tree information for how you can sign up to host kids in your neighborhood or your community or how you can uh, volunteer to just whatever it is that needs to be done. Maybe maybe you don't have the time, but you've got the financial resources to just make a donation mm -hmm. to help out. It's, it's right. a very, very worthwhile thing, and kids are getting... Um, a great benefit out of it and our incarcerated families are as well. So I really highly encourage you to do that uh, or just, you know, do some research on the internet under Angel Tree and, and, yeah. and see what what works for you. And I'll tell you what, take the time to look at the pictures because some of the photographs are photographs are just remarkable. Yeah. And lots of smiles. Yeah. Looking at so. pictures and reading stories really helps warm my heart towards whatever yes. ministry I'm doing. Yes. Well, thanks, Beth. Thank you for doing Angel oh, Tree hey. and for being our coordinator for that uh, wonderful, wonderful missionary mission for our, our organization. And thank you to all those people that lended us a hand and so many people. Just... I originally said I'm going to make t-shirts for everybody and then oh, Bev's like oh it's like 50 people yeah coming yeah, around to easily. support this handful of kids yeah that's love people it's so cool that's love it was is really awesome hey listen if you want to get involved check out the prisonfellowship.org on the internet you can go to celebraterecovery.com to get information about celebrate recovery find a group in your neighborhood um, if you want to get involved with Messed Up Ministries, you can check out our website, messedupministries.com, or uh, send an email to mum 
at messedupministries.com and we can get information to you on that. If you want to talk to the show, you can email bowtieguy at messeduppodcast.com and I will get back to you on that. My phone number is 760-608-1942 if you want to call or talk. If you want to be on the show or you've got a, a story that needs to be heard for you know somebody, maybe you've got a, a brother or an aunt or an uncle or, or something that has a great story, um, I'm always looking to find more and more stories. Uh, we'd love to have you join in our Nehemiah project and be a rebuilder. So, you know, you can text the word mom, 760-WALLS-CA. There's just so much to do. And we're just so thankful that we've got you here with us. And I, I'm, are you going to say something, babe? You had a look on your face of saying something or... No. No. Okay. All right. Good deal. I, we don't have a good way of communicating that. <laughs> so I just had to be awkward. Uh, but thank you people for being here. We love you. It is Christmas. I hope wherever you are that you're feeling festive. If you're feeling down, if you got those holiday blues, reach out. Reach out to somebody. Call someone. Call me. Join a Celebrate Recovery. Go to a church. Just find someone to talk to. Don't let the holiday blues creep in and and tear you down because we love having you here and yes, we, we want you to be here in the future. So I'm just going to wrap it up there and say, we will talk to you next time. We mess it up. And I hope you don't get tarantula itis or whatever that word was. Tarantism. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next week, folks. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.